Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scali. Michael. Sun Rental. Cotton. Sun Rental and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Okay, let's not waste any time here. I'm Danny Rocket. We got Creepy here. Yeah, he's here. Creepy girl, and of course, old times that are not forgotten. And of course, it's me. All right, so that we're we're not gonna waste any time here. The Cubs just got swept by the fucking Pirates. The Pirates, dude. They hey, scored. You remember when the Cubs scored? 450,000 runs against this team. It was last week. Yeah. Crawl, your toast is done. <laughs> yes, sir. Can't wait. But uh, 47 runs in one weekend, and then they've just got swept by literally what be can, can be considered a, almost a double-A team. Yeah, well, that's exactly what – let me look at – I got a text last night. You know, Brian, who comes on this show and previews – he hasn't done it too much this year. He's been busy, but – uh, Brian, who uh, comes on and previews the Pirates a lot of times on the show, he uh, he wrote to me, dude, how are you consistently losing to a AAA team? There are arguably maybe four major leaguers in the Pirates lineup this week. It's just bizarre. And to me, it's not bizarre because this team has fucking given up. They do not give a fuck. Joe Madden outlined this. Um, yesterday by saying he doesn't give a fuck what lineup he... He said shit, actually. what He doesn't give a shit what lineup he puts out. Ooh, now the milkshake's done. Right. There we go. But of course not. I mean, why would he? We've, we've been talking on this show for a week or so now. The season was over after that Cardinal series. There was no hope after that. And even if somehow that Cardinal series had gone the other way and they did have a chance... This team is so hurt right now that they're never getting through the playoffs. Yeah, even if guys, they were to make it. You guys saw what Rizzo posted on his Instagram, the way that his foot looked. I mean, I, I mean, that was just unbelievable. His, his, how swollen his ankle was, how black and blue it was, how that guy actually – the fact that he contributed. I think he was on Michael's hits uh, the last show. Uh, I mean, how he uh, – on the rakes – yeah. I mean, that was just unbelievable. What he, especially when you see how bad that leg looked, that ankle oh, looked. That that leg looks terrible. Uh, faces of I mean, death. It looks like. Do you ever see faces of death back in the eighties? 
that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, you'd get that movie from like the one video store that would rent kids rated R movies, and you'd <laughs> you know, you'd bring home Face of Death. Everybody walk around. I still have nightmares from Face of Death, and that's what I remember. There's this one scene where they pull this blue bloated dead body out of the the river or something. That's what. Rizzo's ankle looked like to me just like a discarded piece of meat it was it was terrible and like I said on the last uh podcast fire that training staff seriously nobody like they I understand Rizzo has all the pride in the world all the competitive fire in the world you love the guy for it and then you need to say I don't give a shit you're sitting. You don't let him go out on that ankle. That is stupid. And and I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Paul Sullivan tweeted out today. It looks like they got some, uh, like all the big wigs are over in Pittsburgh. So, Charlie, are know. you not? Are you not blocked by Paul Sullivan? No, no. Everybody no, no. else is. Nobody sees what he tweets. Uh, he actually had a picture today. I, I, I know I'm one of the one of the few that is not blocked by Paul. So. Um, but he did tweet out a picture of. Um, it looks like they have. It looks like everybody's out in Pittsburgh. I got a feeling that there's going to be heads rolling. I don't know if it's the training staff. Obviously, we know Joe is, looks like he's toast. Um, but 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 everybody's there. I don't think they're even waiting to come back to Chicago to do this whole thing. I don't. I have no so idea. So the whole brass, all the front office, uh, Ricketts probably too. I, I didn't see if he was there, but I know for sure. I mean, this could well, possibly. Well, they're in Pittsburgh. Are they're in Pittsburgh or they're in St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, they got to be at say They would not be doing this in Pittsburgh and then what? Send. No, I mean, you're going to have Ben Zobrist as player manager. No, no, you, for the you, meant, you meant St. Louis, right? Meant, meant St. Louis. Apologies. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, okay. And then I think they're really going to try to expedite. I know the Cubs front office is really known for doing these exit interviews as they leave. Yeah, and they're going to all want to get on planes. You know, they right. all want to go back to their families and wherever they are. And, um, yeah, so I, I think we're going to get news right away, actually, about what's going to happen. I think if I think we'll know maybe even post-game on Sunday whether Joe's going to be around or not. Um, maybe they wait till Monday morning. I doubt it because he's going to want to know. We don't have to wait. We have known since last year. No, nobody is – if anybody's surprised that Joe Madden is not getting a new contract, I, I don't know what to tell him. I mean, water's wet. The sky <laughs> is above you. Like, what the fuck are you thinking if, you, if you're if you surprised that Joe's not getting a contract? Well, before we go down this rabbit hole, because I, it is a rabbit hole, um, I, I, let me give some announcements. It, it is a hole of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is a whole lot of fucking garbage is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, come out for some uh, non-garbage at uh, G-Man Tavern on Sunday up on Clark Street, just north of Wrigley Field. Uh, it's kind of a funeral, but we're going to rock out. And uh, we got some really smart, fun Cubs minds going to share their thoughts with you on this season. Uh, we're going to get that going around one, but show up anytime afternoon. We'll be over there setting up and uh, drinking, probably. We'll be having drinks. So that's fun. Um, we got Ryan Thomore. I got to learn how to say his name. Uh, Sarah Sanchez. Joe Kilgallen has been added to the bill, and uh, he's a comedian. So hopefully he'll say funny shit and make us all laugh when we're all sad for the season being over. Uh, Corey Friedman will be there. And Crawley, you're going to come by too, right? Yes, sir. All right. 
And uh, yeah, then the Bleacher Bum Band's going to play. And, uh, and and then we'll have the Bears game on, too, and the Cubs game, because I know a lot of people probably wouldn't show up. I actually added it to the, the Facebook invite. I'm like, oh, and we'll show the Bears game, too, because I'm like, I thought people would be like, I'm not going to some stupid Cubs event on the closing day when they suck. What, to watch them lose their 12th straight? No. Come rock and roll, baby. Um, and also, I did want to mention this. Uh, sad things are going on for um, Evan Altman. His daughter's having surgery. There's a GoFundMe out there to raise money for books. If you haven't heard about it, um, find it. Just put Evan Altman's GoFundMe or something. I think he's raised enough money already. But if you want, if you know Evan or you just want to send in his uh, send in best wishes or whatever, just keep him in your thoughts. Um, his family's going through kind of a tough thing. His daughter's got scoliosis in two places, and I don't know. I don't know the and, details, but it sounds like it's sadly sucks. they have to have all of this done in St. Louis. Yeah. Like, oh, it's my not God. like they went someplace nice. They're going to the, like the armpit of the world and, you know, having to sit there in this terrible time. They can't even look out the window and feel, you know, somewhat better. Well, maybe <laughs> she's going to be stuck in traction, as I understand it, for like two months. So if you're going to be somewhere, you might as well be somewhere boring so that it's not like that episode of The Simpsons when Bart breaks his leg in the pool and uh, <laughs> has to sit there all summer and be- goes rear window on it because uh, life is interesting. At least you'll look out and be boring. You should s- sleep a lot, read a lot of books, get get some mind work done. But that's that's what he's using the money for, books. And he said he's going to troll the hospital and buy Cubs books because he's going to yeah. leave all the books there for the kids. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure some of the money is probably going to need to go towards some of their bills, even oh, if God, they've yeah. reached whatever they've gotten to. Uh, we all know how the, you know, the medical system works in this country. Yeah. It is ridiculous. If you can give money, they will need it. Yeah. Okay. So. If, if anything, just even to take time off so that they can be with her. You know what I mean? Just like I'm not going to work, so you need money not to work, right? So like. Anyway, yeah, for sure. Help him out and uh, send him your wishes. And also, uh, best wishes and happy birthday to Johnny Onomatopoeia today. 927. Hey, Johnny, you're finally a man. Yeah, and <laughs> um, he's also, he's also uh, going to the playoffs. So I'm hoping that uh, it looks like it's going to be, well, it is going to be, uh, unless the Cardinals falter, or it, I don't think we're going to beat the Cardinals this weekend, no matter who they put out there. I don't think we beat them. Um, uh, but uh, we're playing the Cardinals and the Brewers, all my Brewers fan friends, like Eric Wheelow, he's been, uh, and the Rally Banana, they've both texted me and been like, can't you please win? And I was like, sorry, we stink. <laughs> Look, I actually, no. Leading off, Tony Kemp. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I actually think, <laughs> Tony though, Kemp. It's possible for the Cubs to take a couple of these games because it's going to be all like minor leaguers or guys that don't have a chance. It's their last chance to show for this year that they could, they could or should be on another team, right? Yeah. So you could just get these triple A guys who come up and just rock for three games. We don't have those guys. The Cubs are the Cubs are also doing what we talked about, which is shutting people down. There's no point in putting Darvish out there with the forearm injury. There's no point in putting Rizzo out there with that ankle anymore. Shouldn't have been in the, out there in the first place. Bryant's done. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys are just done, and they're just shutting them down. And that's and and you know what? It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And and and, and if Milwaukee wanted wants the division, well, that's not our problem. You should have won more games then. 
Right. No, but, but my, no, my point is young guys, backups, guys that are fighting for their baseball lives. The guys they shut down, they all have jobs next year, no matter yep. what. Like, it's not an issue. These other guys who are going to get an opportunity this weekend, they could come out with their ass on fire. Almora, Camp, just... Hap, Russell. Yeah. I mean, that's who was out there last night, right? So, yeah, like, and they're playing the, you know, they're playing the hated Cardinals. You know, like this is an opportunity. We saw it a couple years ago when we put a Triple A team out there because the Cubs had the division locked up, and that Triple A team just went batshit crazy, just kicked the shit out of the Cardinals for a couple of games and knocked them out of the playoffs. That could happen again. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to see a bunch of people that I've, that like don't even have their pictures on baseball reference. Like it's just like a blank. (laughs) The the silhouette. The silhouette. Yeah. Guys like that. And just string in like 10 hits together in one inning or something. Be great. What are you hoping for Crawley? For it to all end, for the pain to just <laughs> for, for, for for the pain to just stop. Yeah. For this this is really this has been now. I mean, like you know what the Cardinals series was like a painful dagger. All those difficult losses, one run games. This Pittsburgh has just been a complete and total shit show. I, and I it's got a like, song for you. It, Go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things to just watch watch them. Get swept by a god awful Pittsburgh team, just absolute crap. Getting their butts literally handed to them every night has just been painful. Wake I, me up when September ends, <laughs> dude. You definitely needed that song to be underscoring everything you just said. It's 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 so like I said. Then you're gonna go into St. Louis, where they're gonna be, you know, boy popping champagne probably. Yeah, right in front of our fucking faces, too. Oh, now, God. Now, 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 let's go this route here. Let's go this route. Take, go back to last postseason. You're going to have the Brewers popping champagne at Wrigley. Then we had the Rockies popping champagne the next day at Wrigley. And now this year we're going to have the Cardinals popping champagne at Wrigley. So the Cubs are going to see the clinchers. No, it's not at Wrigley. It's in St. Not, Louis. I mean at uh, St. Louis. Yeah, at least, but it's in our They're face. They're basically going to be watching these celebrations yeah, on we, the field again. we gotta see guys. It. Where is your hope? The Cubs are gonna win this weekend. <laughs> the Brewers are gonna take the division, and the champagne that gets popped is gonna be, you know, the shit non-alcoholic apple stuff. Oh, well, because they're gonna have to play another game. Well, how about the- this? Can we get them to tie? Is a tie possible? Like uh, they're, yeah. they're one yeah, game yeah, out. That's possible. Game one sixty three. Yeah, yeah, let's get them. How about a game? Oh, that would be even better. Yeah, because then nobody celebrates. They all still got to get up the next day and play. That's what I'm talking about. That's Danny. what we that, want. That's the can-do attitude <laughs> that I was hoping to find. See, people let's say there are no ties. Tie. In, people say there are no ties in baseball. I say there are ties in baseball. Very beneficial ties, like a tie atop the division. Well, remember, I said five-way division tie. That was my prediction for the division. And I, I need at least two to tie for me to at least one-fifth come through. Or right. two-fifths come true. And you're totally right. I was thinking... You know, just knock the Cardinals out and let the Brewers in. But your idea, that is much better 
tied make them play game 163. Yeah, because right now. Because the, then it totally fucks the wild card chances, too. Yeah, Milwaukee's only a game back. So they can, they can let's say, get in there. Let's say we beat them tonight. Cubs beat them tonight. Then Milwaukee wins. So then uh, they're both at that and they're point. Tied. They're both 90 and 69 at that point. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and then. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. They both lose. They both win. Doesn't matter. A combination of that, and then they end up tied. At the end of the year. Oh, there yeah. it is. See, I'm 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 all for it. Yeah, that's. I what love we're it. We we have hope, Cubs fans. Yeah, we, we have something to cheer for this weekend. <laughs> Let's go tie. Let's go tie. That's that's gonna be you guys at the G Man. Game one sixty three going sixteen seventeen innings. Oh, I love it! I love it. Just all night long, and then they got to get up the next day. Whoever wins it and play the wild card with no bullpen against right. the Nationals. Fly to Nationals Washington win. For that. Yeah, they fly to Washington <laughs> after seventeen innings. Play, play a day game in DC because of uh, TV rules. Oh yes, <laughs> it's a four thirteen start because. Because it's on TBS. I don't know if I can uh, make it shit up. This could be the saltiest celebration ever. <laughs> uh, I'm already enjoying the offseason, boys. Um, so let's let's get into some Cubs stuff. Um, so this is not the good news, really. But um, so I did, we we were going through the free agents last night. We were sitting there watching this, kind of watching the game. We're done too. Like De, I was sitting there with DeJesus at outside the Ivy. And Catman was in and out, and nobody was watching the fucking game. Me, me, Luis, Cerami, none of us were watching this game. We were just kind of looking up and like, God, they fucking suck. And then so we started going through the free agents, and I got bad news for you. And let me tell you this. Luis has, like, a photographic memory for, like, all the players and how they got traded and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, Luis knows everything that happened to the guy. He knows where his contract's like, knows when he got hurt, everything he knows about this guy because they've all been on his fantasy team at one point, <laughs> according, <laughs> according to him. Oh, I'll bring somebody up. He's like, oh, you guys have my fantasy team. Oh, I did. he was just on my fantasy team. All right, all right Luis, you got the like, 93,000 players on your fantasy team. but Right, and it, and it happens to be the worst fantasy team ever because <laughs> everybody's hurt or – free agent or whatever right yeah well here's the problem with the free agents is i went through them with luis and david de jesus they both sat there and basically bonged the entire list except for like three guys that's that's really the truth if you take a look most of the guys even the ones that, that have opt-outs and stuff like that they're really past their prime type guys there's no i mean cole hamels is just going to get paid a fortune or uh not called hamels i'm sorry garrett cole garrett is gonna cole, get paid yeah. a, uh, a fortune Rendon will get paid a fortune. I think Randall will do really well. And, and then, like you said, just a huge drop-off after that. It's, it's, you're going to see a lot of guys that are just garbage. Well, everybody that was going to come out this year signed extensions last year. I mean, no and, chance for anybody to pick up a David Bodie to save their team. And, and, and that's, that's where people were so pissed last season. You know, Obviously, there was a lot of people that thought that Bryce Harper would end up you know, coming to the Cubs. We kind of had that in our mind. But then all of a sudden, when everybody's going off the board and the Cubs are just sitting there with their Daniel Descalso signings, you know, and Arenado's off the board and, 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 and Harper's not coming and Machado's not coming and all these different extensions going on, you realize that there's going to be no hero, really, unless the Cubs are willing to pay, which we all know they're not. Yeah, that I mean, and they've made that very clear, although quite a bit of money is coming off the books. I mean, I saw it... Um, 
So I, where did I write it? Uh, it's down the script somewhere. Oh yeah, about the it's in the bullpen. I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about that. But I know you've got a note here, Crawley, about some of the money. Yeah, when you take a look at it, you know the other thing that's happening is this whole marquee network. My understanding is that with the marquee network, they are dumping a lot of money into it. The Ricketts are, and pretty much at this point. Uh, that money is not going to – it's going to have a very little impact. There's not going to be these revenue streams coming in. They've still barely started negotiating for the distribution rates. So there is still so much that's going to happen. And so when you talk about timeline for budgets, you're talking about November-ish so that you can go into the December meetings and uh, really kind of start to know what you're working with. So that money is not going you're, – you're not operating with the money that you think you are or that it kind of was made out to be. So the Cubs here right now, uh, Crane Kenny was on the score the other day and said, I expect us to be you know, right around where we've been, which is about the $200 million mark, and that's second in baseball. you know. And at this point, I think it was, what, 224 this year? Yeah, Roughly? It, yeah, yeah, it was just, they paid some luxury tax this year, right? Yeah, and so it's the luxury tax isn't the biggest of deal. They're not over the, the big penalty phase right there but the problem that you're going to have here is even before the season starts okay you got eight players that are making 110 million dollars of your budget next season eight players so that's Darvish, like half, Lester, Hayward, Kimbrell, Hendricks, Chatwood, Descalso, Bodie yeah well so, uh, Two on that. I'm, I'm hoping. That for a second. I'm hoping uh, uh, Hayward will just be. I was saying this last night. Uh, I hope Hayward just is like you guys. I know this contract is weighing you down. It really hasn't worked out here. I'm really sorry. You know, um, I'm just going to opt out of my contract and just tr- take less money for some other bullshit team. And I'm going to go. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Wouldn't that be nice of him? That would be very nice, but uh, not very likely. The other yeah. op- the other problem that you have then is that Rizzo and Quintana have player option, team options that the Cubs are going to obviously uh, uh, have to pay for. There's another They're 20. They're going to have to buy out Moro too. So Moro has a buyout. <sighs> and so between Rizzo, Quintana, and Moro, that's another $31 million. And then when you talk about Bryant, Baez, and Schwarber, $20 million right there is what you kind of figure those guys are going to make, not all each of them, but through arbitration. So right now you're about your budget just real quickly. And this, a lot of this came from Patrick Mooney and the Atlantic. You're talking about you're roughly at $200 million without signing any free agents. And then you're always going to keep money in reserve for like these trade deadline deals that happen. And like, you know, what, if you get like another, say Castellanos or somebody sometime. So there is really not going to be any money for any kind of, you know, Garrett Cole type signings. I, I don't see it unless they start really cleaning house. And even then, how many guys that they have that have big money contracts are you going to be, you know, who's going to want Chatwood? Who's going to want Hayward? It, it's just not going to happen. Well, I think at this point, you can look at like a Chris Bryant situation, which I think, you know, maybe in arbitration, they, they give him what, 20 million? I don't know. Something like that. Um, hey, what are they projecting right now? 18, 20? I don't know. Do I'd they- have to take a look but it, it's going to be something it's he's going to want around what like Arenado was making right before he got um locked up for the extension you know what i mean so right. like and he was making around that i remember they he went to arbitration and made a shitload like by that point i think in his last year of arbitration he was making nearly 30 million dollars so 
Um, Bryant, let's say he does he does make that. He is the most expensive of all of these players. And I know a lot of people think that they're going to be shopping him to, I don't know for what, but let's say you can get like some prospects and maybe a serviceable arm or a utility kind of Zobris type player. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, but it, it seems like he'd be the money to dump. And this is kind of my overall point is that you can dump whatever that money that's going to be get cheaper, get younger, and you can get a haul for Bryant, you know, and and I think, I don't know, from what I've seen, and I know he's been hurt, and he's got the cortisone knee and whatnot, and then he fell over the base, um, but, uh, you know, I from what I see of that guy, you know, I am unimpressed, ultimately, he had the one MVP season, he's never gotten better than that, it's been a while since then, so it's like, what are you done, have you done for me lately situation, and the numbers look like 20 million, I guess, when you compare them to everybody up else but the eyeball test doesn't work for me and and i mean i honestly do i don't think the guy is soft i just don't think that he is like he'll never change he'll be exactly this for fucking ever and i'm uninterested and he's not worth 20 million dollars in my opinion to pay him that so you 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 lose that money you sign q maybe lose that money you know he's making 10 million i think somebody would take him that needs like a 3 or 4 you get younger you get i mean i don't know if this makes our team better but it definitely changes it in a way that fundamentally could give us a chance to like put something together like the brewers do with a number th- a bunch of number 3s and 4s you know kind of going out there for 3 innings i mean i would love if they did that with john lester Say okay, you're in the now. You're in the pen. We're gonna use you as the number three guy. We're gonna get a bunch of long men. We're gonna use your last years the best way we can. But they won't do that. They're gonna think that he can go six still, and he and he can sometimes, but not usually. You know what I mean? I think there's gonna be a lot of movement. I think somebody might take Tyler Chatwood, you know, and give him a chance starting. I think maybe it might be us that gives him the chance starting. You know. Um, that's what I was going to say with with Hamill's deal. I mean, I, I don't know what he's expecting to get, but I, I don't see him coming back to the Cubs. No, so no. you need a fifth starter and you need some depth. So at this point, there's no point. There's I don't see a point in getting rid of Chatwood. Uh, no, and the, and he was good in his role. You got Alec Mills going out there tonight, so he's like doing a little showcase. You might get, you know, maybe you move. I don't know Alzali, long man. Like he could take, you know, he could be one of those guys. You know, Alzali. Uh, Dwayne Underwood, like that's who we saw last night. Like some of these names, I think are going to be getting an audition this weekend. You know, a pre-spring training look in the majors, facing um, a, t- a team that's going to win the World Series, the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> just kidding, yeah, just right. kidding. But I don't know. I I think uh, you make a good point, Crawley. You know, these players have gotten expensive. Uh, Baez, Schwarber, everybody's going to be making more, um, but. I don't know. I don't think that – I think some of this money gets moved in a Starlin Castro-y way. You know what I mean? Remember when they moved the Castro money because he was now starting to make money and they needed that money for Benzo? Yeah, yeah. I remember that trade, yep, so. with Miami. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, you can't, you, it's, just, it's just tricky because, you know, the team is spending a lot of money, $200 million. I mean, it's not – you have to take a look. The Brewers and the Cardinals are in front of you, and they're spending half the amount of money. Yeah, almost literally half. So yep. it just seems like it's just a better run situation at this point. You know, I think the Cubs blew their farm to get the one. You know, I mean, look at all the guys. Like, you brought it up last week or last show, Crawley. DJ LeMayhew, 
was given up by Theo twice, right? Or passed by, I should say. Passed by. He, he was thrown in on the Ian Stewart trade, and then he, he could have gotten $11 million is what the Yankees uh, per year given him, I believe, around. So you could have signed him, and, and, and again, it was it, the budgetary constraints that this team is feeling now. Like you're saying, the Hayward contract, that's just an albatross right now. It's just absolutely right. weighing on him. Lester, we knew this time was come. Darvish performed. When you talk about Kimbrel, we don't know what we have with that yet. You know, Descalso, Bodie. I mean, ugh, God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then they locked up Bodie for some reason. I didn't even understand that. But <laughs> I mean, that didn't even make sense. I'm like, and they like showed, they just showed up like you know, fucking Ed McMahon at the publisher's clearinghouse one day, and be like, "How would you like to be a millionaire?" And they had a giant check, and David Bowie's like, "Really? <laughs> awesome! Yeah, I can't that wait, wait that to call was... my wife." <laughs> that was maybe the weirdest thing in the off season. He asked for an extension and they gave it to him, but there was no, he, he's a rookie. He's on a rookie contract. Yeah. He just and had kids and they felt bad. It's not a ton of money, but at the same time, it's more than they had to pay him. What, what were, what, what was going on there yeah. that they were like, eh, let's just randomly give this guy an extra, like, three million dollars more than he could have possibly made now you know we're talking about money coming off the books one one area that money is going to come off the books is the manager uh so you'll save a couple million there joe's making yeah, but, what, close to but five but that's not on your salary cap right i'm right now though when you're taking a look at your budget yeah like when overall budget there's we're, we're trying to figure out here Where's the money going to come from if you're going to roughly, like I said, hover around the same amount of money? There, there are guys coming off the books, uh, Zobrist coming off the books, Strope coming off the books, a couple other guys. But it, you're still in a situation where I, I don't know if there can be any big moves being made right now. Yeah. Well, and, and then you look at some of the cheaper guys that you kind of were hoping were going to remain the cheaper guys but still provide value, like your Ian Happ. I mean, maybe you have some value there. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I think he's been streaky. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, Ian Happ. Like, this guy can hit. Like, he had the home run on, uh, what's that? Was that Friday's game? Not Friday. Yeah, he, I'm, he had tomorrow, two home runs Friday. this week, and he's hitting well. But like Playing that, third, too. Um, right, but, he's, but he's, he's not playing against anybody right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's playing against uh, – he didn't do this against the Cardinals. You know, he's not doing it against uh, the Dodgers, like top-tier teams. He's, he's doing it against people who are just fucking throwing out random people right now. Yeah. yeah you know, he can be streaky. He did have uh, – I think he had a home run versus the Cardinals that one game that was blown – one of the many claims that was blown, but he had one. But, yeah, he just kind of comes and goes. He's, it's the whole thing with this entire Cub offense is sometimes they look great and sometimes they look like crap. So the money, But the money with him is not like the value that it was for, like, a second-year Bryant or a third-year Javi or something. You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's still – I mean, he's not making any money, but at the same time, like – He's not really valuable like those guys were when they were making no money. Like when Javier Baez was making $500,000 a year and fucking hitting 30 home runs. You know, like that's when you're like, oh, this is a great deal, you know, but I don't of, think of that's what we're going to see. Of all the players that I want them to actually extend, it's Javi. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. That was one of the questions I'm going to ask at the panel on Sunday, that if if there was one person on the team 
that you would build around, who would it be? I mean, you only can pick one. Yeah, I'm going Javi all the way. All these people out there, like I get that Nick Castellanos came in late and was a spark in this team and played really well and all this stuff. And all these people are like, sign Nick Castellanos. Don't fucking sign anybody. Not a single person until Javi Baez at least has the opportunity to turn down an extension. Because I I have been looking. Have the Cubs offered him anything? Have you guys heard anything about the Cubs offering Javi Baez something? Because if Javi turns it down because he wants to be a free agent, fine. That's great. You don't need to offer him any more money for the rest of the time. Wait till he's a free agent. I'm fine with that. But I feel like the Cubs haven't even offered him anything. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that, you know, it's it's one of those fluid situations where there's just conversations, but this is like I said that this is I think they're going to go this year and talk to both of them and try to figure out locking one or the other. And then at that point you got to make some decisions. Right. But KB got an actual offer. Like he got a legitimate like they went after him for 200 and something million, like 215 or something. And he turned it down. Yeah, which that's, I think is going to bite him in the ass. I think it will too. And, uh, I, and I think that's the main reason why right now, because I think he still thinks in his head he's worth that. So I, I think that's the main reason right, why, right now why you trade his ass. You know, somebody willing to take on, even if you're willing to take on a little bit of the money of it. You know what I mean? Give somebody a freaking value. You know, send him, send him somewhere, I don't know, that just needs, send him, I don't know who needs a third baseman. I haven't looked at all the other teams' needs, but like somebody needs a freaking third baseman left fielder who can hit 30 home runs. You know what I mean? Anybody would take that. And they, and they would give up a lot for it if they were look if that was the big hole they needed to fill to make their move, you know? Yeah, yep. yeah, I, I, and I think he still has plenty of value to do that. Um, you know, I mean, and if you're going to give me a choice between Javi and KB, that's a very tough choice. Well, who you build I around? I just prefer I prefer watching Javi Bias. Well, Javi, Javi Baez has the more glamorous game. He, you know, he's more fun to watch and all right. that stuff. It's just when Javi's going good, he looks like the greatest player that's ever existed. And when he's go- looking bad, he looks like uh, just awful. Yeah. And, I, I don't I, know that he looks bad that often anymore, though. Uh, you see it when he start, you know, and, I, and it's hard to tell. And this is where this season just kills you with the injuries to both uh, Baez and Brian. Both of them, you know, both kind of coming pretty early in the season. Uh, Chris with the knee and uh, Javi with the ankle originally was the uh, issue. Yeah, it was, it was an ankle, then a heel. Yeah, ankle and then a heel. And so from that point, it was just kind of like, I can't, it, it's, it's hard to make those judgments when these guys are just not 100%. You right. know? Yeah, like and, last year with Bryant or, or you Darvish for that matter. You know, look how lights out you Darvish has been, you know, in the second half of this year. And last year he was getting booed, but he was hurt. Right. And it, so it's hard to make an – I mean, I can't even tell you how many people told me about that was the worst signing in the history of the Cubs, which, come on. But, but you know, and now all of a sudden right. – <laughs> Right. They clearly haven't been paying attention to <laughs> Cubs signing. Sorry, did you just get here? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I interest you in one goose gossage? But, um, <laughs> y- you know, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's just so hard to evaluate. I mean, they, that's where – those guys are getting paid the big bucks is to evaluate what you think, you know, and, and they each have certain things that I take a look at and I'm just like, how do, how do we, 
you know, it, it, I feel like both of them are one step away from really, truly, they're, they're all, they're, you know, Bryant's already had an MVP. Javi just lost it at the end, uh, whatchamacallit, Yelich. Uh, Christian Yelich. Yeah. But, but I think they're both potential, you know, MVP candidates every year if they're healthy. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And, uh, you know, both of them hit for a lot of power. Uh, but, you know, both are I – th- Javi's obviously the better fielder. You know, Chris Bryant, you know, when you look at the numbers, it is solid as hell. But, you know, I, I think we all know that there's more to it than that. And when you look at him, I mean, I'm trying to pussyfoot around the whole, like, Chris Bryant is soft conversation. But my opinion is that he's kind of fucking soft. See, I don't, I don't think he's soft. Like, are you saying soft is as in he just doesn't come through in no? I just like, high I just leverage think he, situations I think he's or vanilla. soft because he's injured a lot because he's vanilla. No, the the injured thing you can't control that. That's your yeah, body. I, I, I'm not going to blame well, I, him for that. But, but I'm that's saying, a big that's a big distinction here. We aren't saying, and that's what it, that's why I was trying to get here. I we aren't saying that we think he's soft. That vanilla. He he so, won't play when he's hurt or that he gets hurt too often. That's not what we're saying. No. We're not, we're not questioning his well, toughness. And you can, and you can make a discussion as to whether you think he's, uh, you know, injury prone. That is not the same as saying he's made of glass. And I actually don't think he's injury prone really, but he has been injured quite a bit. The, the issue that you really deal with Chris is the amount of pressure that he puts on himself. And, 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 and it's, he wants to succeed so badly and, you know, when, when there's nobody on base, you know, he doesn't think about anything. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to let anybody down because, you know, you don't have the bases loaded or stuff like that. He's just out there hitting. And when guys get on base, I think sometimes he just overthinks a little bit too much and he puts a lot well, of pressure on and, himself. And he doesn't drink and he watches Disney movies. It's the only thing he could get with Nick Castellanos about was that they both like freaking Mulan or whatever the hell it was. Moana. Oh, Moana, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but, you know, and if and you jo- look up Chris Bryant and his clutch stats and stuff, you see all these numbers. It's just so weird. Like, Chris Bryant's numbers don't feel like the Chris Bryant we watch, right? No, that's what I mean. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's weird because if you look at the clutch numbers, apparently pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, it's, I mean but, it's pretty consistent. It's just like it's it's just what it looks like. But here's I think my overall point about, you know, KB and maybe kind of what happened this year cuz I kind of blame him uh for like getting chilly fired. You know, I I mean, I I if any that's my guess is that Chris Bryant only wants to hit like his dad taught him and wouldn't listen to chilly who probably said something offensive or something that Chris took offense to. Or I don't know, call him a mama's boy or so. I don't know what he what happened, but it was something happened, and Chili got fired. But um, Joe Madden, you know, when his quote, you know, uh, just the other day about how they're kind of nerdy gamers and they don't party, and like you know, I think that's kind of directed at KB too. You know, they like oh, they just go home, they watch Netflix, they don't hang out and have a beer and talk about things. They're all in their own little worlds. And then I started thinking about remember when they bas- uh, banned fast food and beer on the planes, and I was like, I could totally see it. Like Chris Bryant's like, hey, listen, guys, you're playing your hip hop music a little bit too loud. He's like sitting there in his eye mask. He's like, I really don't like the smell of fried chicken in such close quarters. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, oh, do you really need to drink that rum right here, Pedro Strope? You know, I could see that him being the guy again. Another reason you should trade him 
because he's making the plane rides not fun. You know, I think that the, the, when Joe's looking at this situation, there's just kind of like a, there used to be a lot of old school camaraderie, you know what I mean? And you just sh- talk shop and a lot of guys, you know, they've obviously banned beer from a lot of the clubhouses now and stuff like that. But a lot of guys after a game used to just kind of just crack a cold one and just talk shit about the game, you know, what happened, kind of just kind of hang out. And I think when, when Madden's kind of alluding to this, it's just, it's, 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 it's felt this whole year like that, that fun loving group that was total, that cohesive group that was all together just kind of seems like it's, you know, let's, let's go music here. Like the Beatles, like everybody's kind of grown up and kind of going to come on. Are, are we really surprised though? What that all the college age single guys playing baseball and then they would hang out for a little while afterwards or go do something. It's three years gone. They are all married. Yeah, everybody's married. They have fucking children and all this shit. They're doing what they should be doing. Yeah, they're they're acting right, but but Joe Madden's like, come on, get in the hippie bus <laughs> right, because Let's Joe go. Madden's children are fully are grown. grown. Yeah, and he's like, I'm I'm sitting here drinking this entire case of wine by myself, guys. <laughs> That's why Ian Happ gets so much playing time. He's just <laughs> he's the only one that'll drink with him. Um, but, uh, no, like, uh, Juliana, I could see it like the Beatles, you brought them up. Like Juliana is totally the Yoko, Yep. you know, and then, or maybe it wasn't even her. Like maybe it's, um, Brian's wife that like, you know, Brian doesn't hang out with Rizzo like he used to ever ever since Rizzo got married too. maybe their wives just don't, you know. They don't like those two together or something. I'm gonna go watch that Bay versus Ball player again on YouTube and see if there's <laughs> if, see if there's any tension in that room between Rizzo and no, I don't know, but I, I do agree they they're doing what they they're supposed to be doing. And hey, you know what? It takes a lot to go out there and uh, perform for 162 games, especially with a freaking uh, bruised up ham hock. You know, uh, I mean, all the injuries are running around. Like, what are they supposed to do? You know, just, you know, go freaking, you know, mini golfing and shit together, bowling like they're bang the fuck up. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're tired. They've been away from their families. They they have other shit to do. And you can't recreate that same feeling that you had in 2014, 2015, 2016 when they were all. Yeah. You know, all kids and all just hanging out and having fun and doing all that stuff. It's different now. But I think when when Nick Castellanos comes in, it kind of reminds you of how fun it was. Yeah, which is why everybody wants him back, because he was like the only thing worth watching all year. Him and you, Darvish, for half the year. You know, I mean, when you when you really look at it, it's I mean, that was the only fun, explosive kind of moment. I mean, I can point to some positives, and maybe we should be a little bit positive here because I think Kyle Schwarber had a nice second half. And I mean, nobody had a a great whole year, <laughs> you know. Um, nobody did. Not nobody well, on the yeah, team. That's be- why we're going because, home. <laughs> right. Nobody had a great whole year because nobody could hit on the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was. It was literally like they. It. It was just other people. Like they hired other people. To put on their uniforms and go play baseball. Well, let me they, let me ask you about this because you know everybody's looking. This is the time where everybody's looking for excuses here. 
about what went wrong. It's a camaraderie, no fast food, no drinking. They hate each other. You got um, the this one was a new one they got brought the other day. I know we mentioned it on the show, but the Bachelor, the Cubs have not won a baseball game since <laughs> ABC decided to to show the Bachelor instead of the Tuesday night Cubs Reds game in the middle of a pennant race. They did, they yep. thought yeah the bachelor was more important so I forget where yeah, that ended and they up made from. that scheduling decision before the Cubs were out of it oh yeah yeah the scheduling decision had been already made prior to the Cardinals series that right this is, we're we're talking about this was when they were right on their roll when they were yeah. when they were five game. over Pittsburgh and and even Cincinnati on Monday yeah and then uh, they Cubs have not won since the Bachelor so it's the curse of the Bachelor. And then uh, other people are saying the curse of my tie guy, the day he stole that home run from children. Um, <laughs> but at, uh, did, did, didn't he kick a couple of children too? And, and, oh, uh, right in the teeth. No, they, they, yeah, yeah. They're, one of them, their mouths is wired shut and, and, and it lost his tongue. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, terrible. And yeah, then the Cubs had to issue a statement that we have to wait for the Ivy to die to find one of those kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> my tie likes to throw him over the bleachers. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Just oh, right over the basket too. You know, he just <laughs> sometimes they they get hung up a little bit on the way down if he's been drinking too many mai tais. They got the curse of nineteen sixty nine. People also brought this up: is that the Cubs haven't since they moved the bullpens underneath the bleachers, they have not won. Uh, well, they have not been uh, World Series, series champions. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's check this. When, when, uh, when they moved the bullpens, what was that? Was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, there's been what two two World Series champions since then. So guess what? There's twenty eight other teams also suffering from that curse. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, uh, Mark Grody, Zach Zaidman curse. Yes, Mark Grody. Came on to the Cubs broadcast 2015, 2016, 2017. So that was, so was Mark Grody's tenure with the Cubs, was, 15, 16, 17. I was doing my Zach Zaidman impersonation. That was a, the, the, the Zackle cackle. Um, so, so then what ends up happening is that the score makes a decision to take their football guy, Zach Zaidman, put him in the booth and make Grody the football uh, analyst for the Bears, and since then, so Grody leaves after three years of going to the p- three NLCSs. He goes to the Bears, and the first year he's covering the Bears, they end up in the playoffs. Oh we- yeah, and, and, oh, and every, everybody needs to get their own Grody and just rub some Grody. Well, here's I want to rub some Grody, and, and I'm sorry, I, I've. <laughs> I try not to talk too much trash about Zach Zaidman because everybody's piling on that guy. You know what I mean? They're getting blocked by him on Twitter. I am not blocked. I kind of am going to try to play this one right. Guy's trying his best. (laughs) Guy's trying his best. I'm blocked by Wilson Contreras and probably a bunch of other people that I don't even know. But um, Zach Zaidman, his fifth innings, they kind of sound like football games. The way he calls them. It's very stilted. And he's in the pocket. And he moved back. There's a line drive and a hit, and it goes off the wall. You know, it's just like, what did you just say? Like, I don't even know what I just said because the syntax was all wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's bad. Just, his his laugh is so fucking annoying. I'm sorry. It's it's bad. It's got to go. I don't know. How do you feel? 
you know, I, I'm a huge Mark Grody fan. I think he was absolutely hilarious and brought a lot. And I'll never understand why they didn't really let him do much play, uh, play-by-play. That was when we used to have the infamous Coomer innings in the fifth. Uh, and yeah. so I, I don't get what they ever did with Mark and what, what the point was. I thought his pre- and post-game were hilarious. And, you know, I think that it just, just the personality-wise, I thought Mark fit in really well with everything, with the, with the broadcasting crew, the pre- and post-game, being able to handle people when they got ridiculous, Zach kind of gets flustered a little bit. And I, I, I don't know, man, I, I'm a big grody guy. Yeah, so well, Zach gets name. flustered so much that he blocks people on Twitter for no reason. Half the time. <laughs> Ooh, another piece of toast for Crawley, huh? Yeah, yeah. boys, I got to go grab my lunch here. It's ready. It's cooking. So, yeah, no, I, I, I know you, you had to, your time was short this afternoon, but uh, I want to wish you a happy last series. And, um, uh, and happy uh, also no fighting in the bleachers versary to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's an honor. I've always known that there's no fighting in the bleacher, and uh, I'm really excited about uh, Sunday, seeing some good people here and some good baseball talking. And I said, you know what, man, I'm not going to sit here moping and crying. Let's just have some fun about it and, and, and ho- really hope for the best. That's where I'm at, and I think it'll be good for all of us uh, to have our little <laughs> pity party together. You know what I mean? Right. Cathartic. Cathartic. Let's just get drunk. Let's do some rock and roll and talk about how everything sucks and it's going to be a cold, terrible winter. All right, boys. You take care. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) All right. right. So long, Crawley. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's let's just attempt at doing uh, the regular part of the show because it there's no point. You're but, so pick up this rake at Home Depot. Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I wrote. Yeah, this is pointless. <laughs> totally fucking pointless. Doesn't matter. No trade value. Let's go talk about trade value. Let's get Hap some trade ha- values up. Right. Well, Hap has the highest OPS and two homers this week, so we could go with him. Schwarber's hitting great with a 500 batting average this week. And Rizzo would have been right in the mix if he wasn't hitting on one leg. Yeah, the guy hit over 400 this week, and but he has no slugging because other than that one homer, he can't leg anything out, no, right? No, no, he can't get of anywhere. Of course, he did actually have a double at one point, and I just fucking like, was screaming at the television, like, stop running. <laughs> a, a couple things here. I, first of all, like, I love the fact that Rizzo's out there. Amazing. The fact that the Cubs, when he came back heroically and hit a home run in his second at bat against the Cardinals oh, it in was the game amazing. one, they- it was incredible. I was in the bleachers, man. We were rocking. We were like, holy fuck, this is happening. We're taking down the Cardinals. This heroic performance by Anthony Rizzo is going to inspire this team and lead them over the finish line. We'll go to the World Series. And then what happened? Didn't yeah. work. I mean, if that's not going to work. but they well, get- well, like I said, I, I went through all those games. If you watch the individual, all the amazing individual moments in those games, you would assume that the Cubs were on a huge roll. Oh, I know. Well, do you know who didn't show up? Chris fucking Bryant. So trade his ass. Bye. Well, you I'm know, done. He- no, I'm done. I, I've, I'm already Chris like thinking of him as traded. And if he doesn't get traded, I'm actually going to be pissed. That's how I feel about it. I'm just saying. I'm t- yeah, I, I feel like if he gets traded, I don't re- – I really – I think he's a great player. I don't think he – his absence will really affect this team that much. No, I do not. Just uh, one fucking less dude singing bibbity bobbity boo in the back of the plane. <laughs> right. That's all I know. 
When All right. you wish upon a star. Give me that. Yeah, give me that. Since my grunge days, remember them? Every fucking body else. They suck. We stink. Yep. <laughs> the worst is Benzo at a 498 <laughs> OPS. Oh, but man. everybody's terrible. Yeah. God fucking damn it. Maybe he shouldn't have come back. Um. You know, it's remember how much we wanted him to come back. I know he was going to be the spark. Yeah, no, but we just need to do an episode in the off season. All the sparks that fizzled. Yeah, (laughs) and I was shooting on myself, so don't shit on me. (laughs) (sighs) He's not stupid. Yeah, he's bad. He's uh, he was old and bad, and he had a great year last year. So I mean, who knows? But you know, I was. Frank and he Tom- might have had a great year this year if he had played the whole well, year. You, you know what Frank Thomas said last night? Frank Thomas did uh, baseball tonight with uh, Layla Raimi. You yeah. ever watch that show? All right. So he was sitting back there, and Benzo came up, and they were talking about it, and I was, like, overhearing. I love just sitting. Like, you know how much I love to talk. In that room, I listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. then they realize I've listened and start whispering sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. And I'm just like, no, I'm just reading this book. <laughs> you know? And they realize I'm listening because I'm like, ooh. Um, right. You literally say, ooh. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck. I, did, that, did I say that or just think it? No, but they were like, really? Really? more. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. What was my point? Oh, Frank Thomas and Benzo. He goes, he goes, if you think, and he was, and they brought uh, Kimbrell into this too. Both of them were in this conversation. They said, if you think that some guy can come in cold after not playing all year at age 37 and think he can come in and like be up there leading off in a major league baseball game, there, you got another thing coming. That ain't going to happen. That's what Thomas said. And he said the same thing about Kimbrell. He goes, so that to me is just like, Theo, what the fuck are you doing? Don't let this happen. This isn't going to work. Why don't you see this isn't going to work? Same thing with Addison Russell. Addison Russell, he's not even that good of a baseball player. Why are you making an example of him and making everybody take de- domestic violence classes for him, which you should have done anyway. Like, this is what we expect of you. You don't fucking, you know, commit domestic violence, assholes. And then yeah, but, everybody but could have also- that class. But they did it because of Addison, so they're blaming him. They bring him back. Put four, right, but four also million fire bucks in. the fucking dude that did it and say there are consequences. Yeah. We're not going to keep paying you a shit ton of money to play this game. Lip service. Consequences, yeah. schmonsequences. Everybody sucked on this team and nobody got fired. That's what happened. So maybe it'll happen now. I mean, Theo seems pissed. He went on the score the other day and he was like, I'm only doing this out of obligation. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> like, You're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So whatever. It's your I fault. Honestly, you got to talk to us. I, it's your fault. I really dude. do think Theo was stuck between the Ricketts and Madden. I do too. Year. I do too. And I think he was getting fucked both ways. Yep, I do. I no. I think. I think it's just. You know, I think the band's over. The Beatles. They've released "Let It Be." You know, Abbey Road. Long, long in the can. You know. Yeah. It's it's over. You, you know, George Harrison's doing all things must pass. I mean, honestly, what happened was Theo went around and sang, and um, he uh, sang Pearl Jam songs for three years and didn't fucking pay attention to what was going on, and now we're seeing the results of that. Like, everything's wrong. Training staff is wrong. You stuck with these guys. You fell in love with them all because you, th- you thought you were so smart. You drafted Albert Almora, thought he's great. Joe, I mean, sometimes I do think it's true that, like, Joe is like, oh, yeah, Theo, you don't, you don't want to get rid of Almora? Okay, I'm leading him off. 
You yeah, you look at you look at look at what you gave me. Right, Joe, because Joe has no contract to protect. No. No. <laughs> and he knew last year, and just he, like we all should have. He didn't get that extension. That means he's not coming back. Yeah, and Joe and and who knows? Like Corey uh, Corey Finneran tweeted this out uh, from Ivy Envy. He's like, it just dawned on me that maybe Joe doesn't want to come back. And I'm like, yeah, maybe Joe wants to go to the Angels where he came up. You know, they would take him. Maybe Joe. Uh, there's a thousand teams that would take Joe Madden. Oh, we're, yeah, we're hearing news about the Padres. That's you know, California. It's yeah. not the Angels, but it's not far away, dude. How about San Francisco? Bochi just uh, left Napa Valley right up there for Benny's Joe. I don't think San Fran has a great future. Like you're not jumping into a, a, a right, right, right team that has a great future. But I think that Padres, Padres team, yeah, I like the Padres. Is, they're they're maybe two years away from really tearing some stuff up. Yeah, yeah, maybe somebody like you know Benny's Joe and Machado having fun and playing loose and that sort of vibe. I could see that working, but be careful what you wish for. I don't like any of the fucking names that every anybody's talking about. I don't want any of them to be the manager. I don't want Joe Girardi. I, he's too much of a hard ass. Not going to work. I, I don't want David Ross. He has no fucking experience. Why do people bring him up? Let him go manage in the minor leagues. See if he even likes managing, and then talk about David Ross. You know what I mean? Like, just quit living in like La La Land, where you think that just because this guy was a catcher on your favorite team of all time that he could be the manager. Right. I mean, if you're going to bring back somebody like that, just on pure nostalgia, let Rhino do it. Yeah, let Rhino. At least he's managed before, but pil- and he's done some stuff like yeah. he could come in and you know maybe he's been away a long enough that he could kind of be you know somewhat effective how about jody davis who is actually a manager oh i would love <laughs> well, to Ryan see jody Sandberg. come back yeah then we could yell jody jody when he came to take like brad wick out of the game that would actually be awesome if the whole crowd was chanting jody when every time he went to like just a mound visit yeah and he's like <laughs> shut up trying to give advice to about the pitch selection jesus god all right so let's move on uh the cubs were so lame this week that john lester gets this one because he only gave up two runs in six innings yeah. with four strikeouts and no walks mm. The Pirates did have a 320 batting average against yeah, him. Yeah, he gives and up the And he had a hits. 133 whip in this game. And do, he wins. Do you know what was brought up to me? Uh, I forget by who, but it, it, it was brought up to me, is that um, the Cubs don't shift. They have the, they're the second least shifting team, which is crazy because Joe Madden invented the shift. <laughs> right. People tried to say Joe Madden invented it because he used it so much. Back in the day with Tampa Bay. And I looked up the BABIP against stats last night. And I thought it might tell me something. That, like, the Cubs are getting BABIP to death. I know there's been a lot of games where we felt that way. Especially against teams like the Pirates and the Reds. Because we've lost two, way too many games to the Pirates at this point. You know what I mean? Oh, well, the last three games, Quintana could have used a shift of some sort at some point. Yeah, and John Lester... Could use a shift. He didn't end up giving up runs because of it, because he didn't walk anybody. But, you know, to have that 320 batting average against you and just lots of, you know, it just seems, and, you know, it just elongates innings all the time. There's always somebody on base with some stupid Babip hit, hit that it wasn't even hit hard that, like, sneaks through where the guy is not, where the defender is not standing. 
I don't know. Just something to think about. Anyway, yeah. I, I feel and, like and they, guys they, like John Lester don't like the shift. That's the thing. Like some of true. these older guys don't like the shift, but you've got to sit John down and say, Hey, when you could blow it past everybody, we could listen to you about this shifting thing. Now that everybody's hitting it, we're going to have to start putting people where the ball's going. Like we are trying to help you get through the last year or two of this. Yeah. Who is, contract. who is running this team? John Lester, Joe Madden, Theo, like, I don't know. Everybody seems a little bit too autonomous for my liking at this point. Not that I want to do everything Theo says, but it's, I would actually, I think that Madden didn't even get a chance to manage his last year on the Cubs. I think they told him exactly what they expected him to do. And, oh, you got to do your lineups five days in advance, and everybody's got to know, you know, when they're going to be in, when they're going to be out. And Madden's like, I feel like they I gave up. I feel like they gave up on that shit, like, week two. I don't think I've heard of a lineup being set Well, we don't hear what it is, but I think it's all just kind of like, hey, Happer, you're going to be in there Sunday or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but in, in doing that, Joe just went, fine, I'll give you the lineups five days in advance. And then I'm going to change them because every you, single every day single they're going to be different. Yeah. But you'll have it five days early. Yeah, you'll have you'll have the rough, <laughs> the rough draft of it. Before I go in my hippie van and fucking eat some gummy bears. So how about... um, You just put your lips together and blow. Uh, Everybody else. Seventh inning, Kyle Hendricks. Oh, God. (laughs) So... I was very busy. I, I Everybody knows I coached two teams. I got kids in school. I was running around doing stuff. I check my phone. I see uh, the sixth inning, Cubs no hitter. I'm like, ooh, exciting. Turn it on. Not fucking four seconds after I turn it on, first hit. And then, see, <laughs> and you then the next it. inning was just a hit parade. Oh, God, yeah. The, the wheels really came off there. By uh, the way. Every time I turned on the game against the Pirates, the Cubs went to shit. I mean, they... You're a bad fan. Why are oh you my doing God. Every that Every time to I us? turned on the game, things were going good. You know, not great. Good. You know, they have like a one-run lead or something. And then it would be bonkers bananas just shit show. Well, it was a <laughs> shit show. I mean, even though Kyle had that crazy no-hitter going for a while... <laughs> The Cubs committed five errors in this game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how much harder is that for him to have a no-no and also, like, five? I mean, I don't even think he was thinking about the no-no. I mean, it was just the sixth, right? Right. It was, so it's it was not that. It's, it's, well, it was actually through five. Yeah. Yeah. He gave it up in the sixth. In the sixth. So. But ML, you know, MLB, like, they start notifying you at, what, like, the, the top of the third? <laughs> right, like the third batter. Yeah, no, no alert. Oh my god, he got through an inning. Um, yeah, but five errors, Cubs kicking around. Then they end up losing that game nine to two. Could you imagine if he would have had, if he would have ended up with a, a no hitter, but there were five errors in the game? Everybody would bitch about that. Like no. those are all hits. Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah. no. If you saw the game, you knew they were errors. <laughs> you, you could tell. <laughs> Yeah, you, they were all there, there for you. You know, yeah. four different players committed them too. Oh, uh, Horner. There was Hap, one really Zobris. bad one at second base. I saw just totally rocketed past. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, they. It, they sucked. 
They just went out there and they sucked. Everybody's like, what is happening to your team? I'm like, I don't know. They suck. I don't know. They gave up. They suck. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Every time I turned it on, I was like, ooh, okay. Okay, we got a one-run lead or or something good's happening. Like, we might we might be able to do something here. I'm going to watch. Like half-tied it in the, in the seventh yeah. of game two. And I'm like, oh, we're going extras. Like, let's have some fun. And it's like, nope, actually, your bullpen's going to blow it for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have any fun at all. Yep. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then last night, I mean, I, I couldn't even watch. They they got their asses kicked. It was it was over early. At least this one. Oh, five, five, it again. was seven nothing before anything that comes even decided to do anything. You know. Yeah, I, I stayed in that game until I had to go to my kids' conferences. But uh, yeah, it was terrible. And then I come back. I'm like, oh, they scored five runs. What what happened there? Uh, I have no idea because none of us were watching. It was me, Luis, and David Jesus going through the list of free agents by that point. And and that was my thing. Every time I watched, the Cubs did nothing. If I wasn't watching, they were scoring runs. I have no idea how they scored in yesterday's game. I went went on TV and talked about that game, and I have no idea how they (laughs) scored runs. None. Well, it didn't matter because yeah. nobody was watching. Yeah. They they might have tuned into you, and then you at that point you could say anything you want. Dude, I usually go up there with a box score at least, and you're, I didn't even have that. I was like, I didn't. I don't even care who played. Yep, you're Ronald Reagan just calling foul balls. Yeah. until the fucking ticker tape comes until back. the ticker tape comes back. <laughs> so, no, I didn't. There was nothing to talk about except for the fact that it was a spring training lineup. Not even a regular spring training, like a sixth inning spring training lineup. <laughs> Not even the regular, like that. Not even starters, right? So, and that's when I got last night. That's when I got the text from Brian, from Brian, no, uh, Brian uh, Ziegler, our Pirates fan friend, right? Not, not Chris Bryant. Yeah, no, no, he did not. <laughs> no, he might as well have texted. He's not doing anything else. What's he doing? Right. I mean, it's it is kind of rude that he never returns your texts. Yeah, I wonder if they send him advanced copies of like Frozen Two before it releases because they know he loves it so much. No, oh, maybe. Um, well, uh, I guess that was the game recap. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, but, that was that was good enough. But I did want to talk about the state of the bull penis. And, you know, it's going to be totally different next year, kind of. Um, Craig, <laughs> yeah, Craig. Totally? Kind of. Kind of. But well, you got Craig Kimbrell coming back, Tyler Chatwood, and there's 29 million of it. Unless yeah. they figure something out. 29 million. Think of that. How about, Think of how many generations of your family... We could feed with that money. Yeah, yeah. You could feed an entire small village in some uh, third world countries. Uh, and we got the team option for Morrow, which I totally think they should pick up and then trade him. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that's $12 million, includes $3 million buyout. So you got that buyout at least, right, if you're not going to pick up the $12 million team option, which you probably shouldn't. There's, no, there's a, I, yeah. there's a team option for Derek Holland. I mean, $7 the thing million with Morrow is that uh, they're going to force you to pitch off of that mound. So, yeah, that's tough. You know, yeah, he, he obviously can't do that. Anymore. And they still make you wear pants in the major leagues, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, Derek Holland as a seven million dollar team option, not going to get picked up. Uh, Kendall Graveman. <laughs> the, the, you know, I tweeted this the other day. This. This season's been so bad. We haven't even been able to have fun with this motherfucker named Dutch Oven. Yeah. Nah. His nickname's the Dutch Oven, and nothing. 
Yeah. No fun. No, because it's because he stinks. And like li- literally, like a fart trapped under covers. Yes. Um. So Ke- Ke- Kendall Graveman. Uh, I guess they could keep him if they want three million dollar team option. Then arbitration. I, I don't know what the deal. Is. So and then you got all these arms in the minors that we saw kind of this year. Wick, Wick, <laughs> <laughs> Wick, 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 <laughs> Ryan, Kyle, Ryan. <laughs> Dylan Maples, who they threw out there last night, was any good? I did see he was pitching, then I turned around again. And then uh, two strikeouts, one inning. I guess that was good. So maybe I'm really rooting for him, but I think the ship may have sailed on that unless somehow his brain actually starts working like a normal person's. Well, unless, you know, with the new regime comes in, there might be – well, actually, no, there won't because the new regime is only going to hit the – the major league club yeah all the all the minor league stuff is going to stay the same so apparently that's never gonna yeah but i'm saying some of these guys might be relied upon uh alec mills like we talked about earlier james norwood who's been out there lately and uh Dwayne underwood jr um i can see them kind of maybe relying on some of these guys because you also have that new three batter minimum next year so if you think about maybe who some of these guys are, that's kind of who they are. Right. Maybe not Norwood. I don't know enough about Norwood. Well, but You know what? That that whole three batter minimum thing, uh, you know, I looked up the numbers, and it doesn't really affect many of these situations. Yeah. Like, they're the so, so tiny. It's going to affect Joe Madden the really thing. fucking worked hard to make sure he utilized this rule to, like, too it's it's max this year didn't yeah he? oh yeah he did because uh he he's gonna he's miss like, it i won't have this toy next year yeah he's gonna, gonna miss it, it so um let's want to preview the card excuse me want to preview the cardinals <laughs> sure all right fuck the cardinals <laughs> that's there's your preview there you go. um no i did want to give everybody a stat just so we can take a look at this i know everybody's interested i'm giving you one stat Okay, you need to stop that. This stop. That's I horrible. I know. Well, you know why I made it so ugly? Because the dirt is ugly. Oh, where's the dirt? Well, I mean, you saw him kicking it around all week against the Pirates. Uh, 21st in dirt now, 686. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. That's fucking bad. Uh, Cardinals are 710. They're in the top five or something. All right, last uh, scavenger hunt of the year. Um, song of song of your choosing. Write a parody, a short parody song, like just the chorus, a couple lines. Um, about your feelings about the 2019 Cubs. You know, song of your choice. Your favorite song, make it about the Cubs in the 2019 season. Record it, like on a video or something, on your phone. Had, tweet it. Ranto it, uh, ranter it, hashtag Sunranto Scavenger Hunt. Tag me at Danny Rocket on Facebook at Sunranto. Yeah, send it in on the, uh, you know, sing it through the phone on the hotline. There you go. Or sing it through the phone on the hotline and uh, say who you are because I won't know. And you could win an Anthony Rizzo t-shirt and some ice cube trays that say Cubs on them. Um, The weather. I know it's raining here, but this game's in St. Louis. Wouldn't it be great if they got rained out for like four days? 
<laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Um, no, because then they would do something stupid, like just fucking award the division to the Cardinals, and they'd have like three less games than the Brewers. Oh, fuck. Right? It's because it wouldn't matter it's to hot. the Cubs. It's hot there. It's 90. 90. Well, it's going to be like 85 by game time. And then let's see if there is any rain in the forecast. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit on Sunday, but it's going to be hot, 90. If you're going to go to these games, um, I don't know, don't go to these games. It's the fun. You don't want to sit there through this. It's I mean, fucking garbage. Don't go to these games. You don't want to go to a garbage dump when it's hot. No. Just, and if, if you do go to the games or anything, that you're buying tickets for, use our StubHub link. Well, yeah, sunranto.com slash StubHub. You click on the ad, and then, like, we get a dollar. Please. Well, okay. Here's something to talk about. First game is on WGN. Yep. Okay, they, they fucking made a big deal about this. About being the last game. It was the last game. And then there's been, like, three games. Three games. I, I, I know. I, th- I thought the same thing because people were crying <laughs> about it. And then, but it's the last home game. Yeah, well, they didn't say that. They they were just kind of like, it's the last game. When it's the last game, it's the last game. Fucking well, this is that. the last game. This is actually the last game. Because tomorrow's on Fox, and the next game's on ABC. Oh, uh, and then it's Sinclair time. Yeah. Yup. Um, so, Alec Mills, who I'm actually curious to see. He actually did pretty well when he went out there against the Cardinals. Um, he had six strikeouts through 4.2, gave up no runs on two. Two hits, two walks, 81 pitches, and the Cubs lost 2-1 to one in heartbreaking fashion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Alec Mills was good in this game. Yeah, he Joe died. took him out for no reason that we lost. <laughs> right. Well, he, wanted, he had to pull him before he had the opportunity to win or lose the game. Yeah. Very important to Joe to make sure Alec Mills' fucking fragile ego is preserved. But it was a no decision, Alec. I'm, I'm sure you're... You're fine. Yeah, you could call your grandma and brag still. Um, <laughs> Dakota Hudson, he's going out there for the Cardinals, and he's the only one we really did well against. Um, he's 16-7 and seven with a 345. And, um, the, yeah, we got three runs off of him in three innings, and we walked four times against him, and that's the game we lost 9-8 to eight when Craig Kimbrell fucking gave up back-to-back home runs. And, oh and we lost in heartbreaking fashion. And then um, if you're going to this, you can, this is kind of interesting. I want to say the whole thing. Al Hrabrowski, you know, the mad Hungarian? Yes. He'll be out there with him. Do you remember Mike Tyson, the infielder for the Cardinals? No. Yeah. He would not- no. When, you, when I see the mad Hungarian and Mike Tyson, I thought there was going to be like a celebrity boxing match. No, no, that'd be great. Al, I, I don't think it would go very well because Hrabowski's <laughs> like 70 <laughs> at least at this point. But, um, yeah, from 16, 615 to 7, uh, you can get uh, the Mad Hungarian's uh, autograph and Mike Tyson. But I don't think it's that Mike Tyson. I'm assuming it's the Mike Tyson that actually played for the Cardinals. Oh, that would be my guess. Yes. Yeah. The Mike Tyson nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that Mike Tyson. So, uh, th- so that's the first game. Cole Hamels are sending his ass back out there because why not? Last start in Cubs uniform, most what likely. What the fuck are they thinking? Why not? Why? Because he's, it's a he's go- injured. He's it's, clearly hurting. I know. But who cares? Uh, it, who cares? Honestly, who gives a fuck? Seven and seven with the three ninety two against Adam Wainwright, who's like basically kind of like Cole Hamels 
He's also. I don't know. I, I'd rather see Adbert Alzali just get a go. I would too. Why not? I would too. Well, I don't know why they're doing. You might. Uh, you might the next day. I'm not sure. But or maybe uh, Chatwood. Give Chatwood a start. Yeah. Why not? But He'd no. enjoy it. Cole Hamels. I, I. This could still change. You never. Maybe Cole wants to go out there. Well, now the only way that I see this being a good thing is if Cole Hamels is like two innings away from some sort of like roster bonus thing. You know, like. Uh, you know, he, he hits his two more innings and he gets like an extra hundred grand. Yeah, so then I'm maybe, all for it. Yeah, how many innings has he pitched actually on the year? I'm looking it up. Oh, uh, not many. Well, yeah, let's see, 137. So is it like if he pitches like 13 innings and gets to no, gets yeah, to 150? Because you know it's something stupid and round like that. You know, right? 140 innings. He's just got to get through three innings. Yeah. That's a complete ass stat. Yeah. Nobody has ever yeah. said that. I just made it up. Well, I don't care about this game, but I will be watching it. Um, and then, uh, and it's on Fox. Uh, then uh, game three. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. We have Trixie Bigfoot Drummond going up against Trachea Barnstorm Dukakis. Wait, what? Oh, oh, I see. What TBD I see what v TBD. Who names their kid Trachea, though? <laughs> Seems wrong. Seems wrong. All right. And, and oh, if you do yeah, go it, to this game. It's like game. they didn't have any voice in that decision. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <but don't, shh. laughs> so, uh, and if you do go to this game, uh, you get a free ticket voucher. So that's pretty cool for a next year's Cardinals game. I mean, that's a, I wish the Cubs fucking did shit like that. That's all I'm saying. Pull up, Tom. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, the Cubs actually get people come to their games, so it's not as big of a, a deal. Right? Ooh, a free ticket. Cubs uh, speaking of they, freeloaders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Cubs Thomas, we don't really need you anymore, like, because you're supposed to predict the future, and the Cubs have none. Oh, yes, I know. I know all about the future. I am Cubs Thomas. Yeah, we know who you are, too, Cubs Travis. Why don't you uh, just get do your poem, last poem of the year, and, uh, you know, you can maybe just... Uh, hey, Michael, should we give Cubs Travis the offseason off, or should we or should we have him back for poetry time? I think... You know what? Hey, Cubs Travis, yeah. what do you think about a research mission... To darkest Africa. Oh, to find baseball players from Africa? Yes, yes. Oh, that sounds incredible. I figure with your amazing prognostical abilities, yes. you should be able to focus on Africa and, and know who the next great player from Africa is going to be. And you should go deep, deep into maybe a, a cave there somewhere looking for him. Sorry, uh, could you say that again? I wasn't listening. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. All right, well, I'll just do my poem and uh, get out of here then. The Cubby fans are having no fun because this season's about to be done. They'll finish this series, then they're disappearing. The Cubs are about to face no one. Yeah, that's what I said before, that it's over. 
And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Cubs Anonymous, uh, you know, I got some frequent flyer miles. Maybe I could get you, you know, a little uh, uh, upgrade on your magic carpet and uh, send you over to Africa. Sound good? Sounds amazing. Cubs Anonymous I hope that's far enough away. Yeah, it should be. It should be. We'll see. He does have that carpet. All I right. I feel like he would get lost there. That's what I'm hoping. I think so, too. Maybe we just don't. Maybe he just gets lost and never comes back. That'd be fine with me. So you got some TFC. I do. I got two of them. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, the first one I loved, uh, it's Shy Party Ant, the Chicago Party Ant. She's a great follow on uh, Love it. Twitter. Never realized the Cubs have their own hot sauce, and it's a picture of... Bunsters, shit the bed, mega twelve out of ten heat. <laughs> shit, shit the, the bed, bed. Hot sauce. shit the bed, hot sauce. That's a Cubs hot sauce. That's what she called it. Oh yeah, because uh, that was their season. Yeah, pretty much they did. Um, Are you? At, would you buy a hot sauce that guaranteed like was called shit the bed? I know that that's kind of one of the ways they sell hot sauce because it's like, and that people buy it for each other in like gift shops and shit, you know, like, Oh, a bunch of this hilariously named hot sauce. Like that is actually, if you make a hot sauce and that's your thing, like you just sit around thinking about hilarious names for your hot sauce, like, like shit, the bed hot sauce, you know? Well, I mean, I'm, pretty positive i have actually shit the bed because of hot sauce <laughs> like uh-huh. you know you it's the next day you're out you know drinking real heavy and and eating some some really hot stuff at you know taco bell mega hot or something and you know and you think you're just gonna fart it's all and it's all over there you go that. and and all of a sudden you got the dutch oven going on oh you, <laughs> you have a dutch oven with special sauce so I got this one. This one comes from Dawn on the Ranters page. Ooh. This was going more of an exchange. Um, Dawn said, it's ironic and sad that the last three Cub games of this season are available on free television. And James said, ironic. They couldn't pay me to watch. <laughs> and she, and then, then Dawn goes off. <laughs> then this is really the rant part. I guess you don't understand the concept of irony. You don't have to pay to watch the last three games of this season when the Cubs have been eliminated from postseason play. And if you are a Cub fan, you'll never be able to watch a game for free ever again, dolt. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus, zero to fucking 60. Then James says... She's usually so even keeled, really. Yeah, she really... This is so shocking from Dodd. Uh, uh, James, Don, reach out. Yeah, reach yeah. out. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're very con- like. I guess we've only known Don during the salad years, right? So maybe maybe she has a dark place she goes to when they're bad. Must be. I'm a little concerned. well. I'm not even done. All right. So James uh, says <laughs> back. He goes, Don. May your post wither and fucking die along with this season's team. <laughs> Dodd says, I hope you do the same. And then Nate chimes in. There's always illegal streams. <laughs> <laughs> they- 
I'm just like always that one dude wants to be helpful. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, let's settle down. I mean, we could do this. Yeah, we could do this. <laughs> Stop fighting. Stop fighting. All right, but I thought that was lovely. Um, also, I want to shout out to uh, Tommy, who uh, answered the, our question about that uh, pitcher who used to look at the batters crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fetters, right? Fetters. Mike Fetters. Is a, oh, my God. Tommy. You saw it. At Little Yumper on, yeah. uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much for that. All right. I got one more TFC. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. Me. This is uh, Pete Abraham. Um, did you see him getting dragged all over Twitter? Uh, Pete Abraham? Yeah, he's bitching because uh, Mike Miner, like, I believe this is the Texas Rangers game. Mike Miner's, like, dude fouled off the ball, and so they just let it drop when they could have caught it for an out, and then Mike Miner gets his 200 strikeout right after that. Like, basically, first baseman drop, let the ball drop in order to let his pitcher maybe hit that 200 mark. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, really? Wow. So uh, Pete Abraham writes, Mike Miner's 200th strikeout should have a big asterisk. That was Bush. Chasing a milestone that way is unprofessional. And then Satan and Geddes replies, your hair is unprofessional. <laughs> and, and his hair is bad. And I, I, I'm so I lost it. I, I laughed my ass off because, and everybody's been dragging the dude. I mean, it's so fucking stupid. It's the end of the year. The teams are out. Kid has a chance to hit 200 strikeout milestone. Could could be worth a bunch of money for him. And his first baseman helping him out a little bit. I mean, it's not like it's a guarantee he's going to get that 200 strikeout anyway. I mean, the guy could have fucking hit a home run just as easily. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, either yeah. way, it's like if he did drop it on purpose, that's stupid. And he might. Yeah, well, he just, you know, he went over to it and let it drop. And then like, all right, get your 200 strikeout. It's it's an it's a meaningless. Game. It's a meaningless like, game. But still, gives this shit? I'd be pissed if I was at that game. Fucking play the game. I didn't show up to watch, watch this guy. Oh, yeah. you're going to be on that roll. Yeah, I'm going to be on that side right right now. But <laughs> and 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 it's and maybe it's just because I'm angry at Bob Nightingale. <laughs> I, I'm always angry at Bob Nightingale yeah. a little bit. Fuck but, that. I say, you know what? It, 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 his his teammates looking out for him. You know, he's like, I'm going to let that drop. I'm going to let you get your strikeout. I know you can do it, kid. Go for it. You know, to be like, honest, fucking strikeout. I don't care. But it would. It sounds like something I would yell about. <laughs> but I do enjoy I, I kind of have one more It's more something you got to go look at On Twitter if you're on there But Bob Nightingale You know uh, he's just really terrible He's just bad at his job You know he's oh, yeah. Baseball Writers Association He came out on the side of Russell He says stupid shit all the time And he tweeted this out And still has not taken it back Probably because he's getting he's got 2.7 thousand likes Which is pretty good for him and 439 retweets, but it's only because they're making fun of him. It's the hashtag Cuns, C-U-N-S, were infuriated this spring that baseball prospectus projected them to win 82 games and finish third in the NL Central. Today, they have won 82 games and are third in the NL Central. And then everybody came for him, mostly for the Cuns thing. You know, like, right. go, go Cuns, go. 
And then Chris Berkeley, um, have you ever posted anything that wasn't brutally misspelled? Is it an accident? Is it a talent that you possess? Is it just laziness? People say, I hope you get fired every day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just they, they go on and on and make it fun of him. But I just enjoyed everybody coming for for Bob. You've done it again, Bob. Peak Bob Nightingale. So uh, there's show, there's show. Last series of the season, we'll come back at you sometime next week. I guess we'll have a show. Uh, tell you what, you would assume so. I mean, yeah, we just we keep making them. If you guys keep listening, um, and uh, and I just have to say this at the end, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes uh, at uh, NBC Sports. And their coverage, uh, Dave Kaplan just did his last show. I don't think he's going to be on Marquee. I'm not sure. Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer is gone from there. Kelly Kroll is gone from there, it seems. Um, I was in there at Outside the Ivy yesterday for our show, and like dudes were like almost crying in the hall. Like People that you don't know, like producers and shit, they made big changes in there. And I don't know, we might actually keep our jobs. So that's weird. You don't know if you will? I don't know if I will or not. I think you might. I think we might. Like, it seems like we might keep our jobs. Like, they haven't said anything. Everybody else got told they were fired. And we did not get told. And they're still working there. There's nothing for them to say to us right now. We're not doing this show anymore. Forget it. But they're not saying that to us, so so it's kind of weird. Um, the marquee thing is going to be new. I have a feeling a couple of those people end up over there. They're going to need content. They're going to need to hire people to produce it. Um, you know, and we have our last Outside the Ivy show on Monday, and it might be the actual last one, or it might not be. I don't know. But yeah, we're, we're, it'll be interesting. But uh, I think you guys have done a great job this thanks, year, man. I mean, you guys are. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of experience. The other two, not so much. Yeah, but they're um, learning from me now. Finally, yeah, no, <laughs> no, but I, but it's like you, know, you did it, for those years. <laughs> it could have been a shit show. It it feels like you guys are having fun, and I think when it feels like people on people on TV, people on podcasts, on the radio, whatever, when it feels like they're having fun and they're enjoying what they're doing, it comes across. And I think you guys did that. I think you know. If this is if this is it, you guys put together a good season. Yeah, I had fun. I love those guys. Uh, you know, friends for life. Probably unless they fucking you know, you know, freaking steal my car or something. I don't know. Even I wouldn't even care that. I wouldn't even care that much about that. Like Louis is just like, ah, fuck you. I got your car. But like, that's cool. Um, but no, because I I like them both. You can borrow the car, Louis. But um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, honestly, I've I've really enjoyed doing the show, and I've really enjoyed being with those guys. And um, you know, it's been it's been an interesting year. And you know, I've just enjoyed uh, the listeners to this show, and especially our Patreon people. There's like ninety plus people that have joined Patreon uh, total. A lot of you guys have stuck with us for many many years. Um, I'm trying to plan new fun things all the time for this coming year. 
I mean, obviously Crawley's not on right now, but um, you know, we're been having Crawley on a bunch more because Lyle disappeared and like so we are having changes too. And um I'm looking to do more things like this bloggers forum next year and like do live podcasting that G Man has asked me to do. And I think that could be a really cool thing. And you know, I don't know. We're gonna we're, and the Bleacher Bum Band's going to make a record. Like, I've got all sorts of plans right now, and I especially appreciate the Patreon people because, you know, it's like, if I wasn't looking, it's not a lot comes in, right? It, like, 350 bucks is coming in. So, like, I have to give 50 of it to Jeff for the rehearsal space, and sometimes more, you know? We got gas to fill our car and go all around with the Bleacher Bum Band. We got, like, fucking all sorts of expenses on the show. It all gets eaten up. But what I'm saying is, if that was coming out of my pocket... I would have made the calculated decision to not do the show anymore. <laughs> you know, at least it's like a break-even scenario right now, and I have all the Patreon subscribers to thank for that. You know? So I just want to right. say that. You know, like, Michael, do you need any new equipment? Because i got to buy Crawley a microphone. That's an example of something that I'm going to do. No, because uh, I'm really good with my equipment. Yeah, I don't you, break my shit all the time, Yeah. Baby. So, but you know, like <laughs> right before the season, I bought loud new headphones because his shit fell apart. So like, for example, that was a hundred bucks right there. We've, there's always these things. I want to get a, a new uh, compressor limiter to throw everything through. If you're a musician, you might know what that means. It's just going to even out our sound, make it better next year. There's all sorts of things I want to do because I love doing the show and I like doing it with you and I like doing it with Carl and I like doing it with Lyle, but then I didn't like doing it with Lyle because he stopped showing up. And then, no, I'm just, I'm fucking with Lyle. Fuck so Lyle. You, so you didn't like doing it with Lyle when he wasn't there to do it. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but thank no, you. Yeah, thank thank you. you to everybody. And uh, yeah, you stick around with us. And we we have, we'll, we'll do like how managers always do it. We have no plans to go anywhere else. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm and I'm, as Joe Madden said, and I'm optimistic about the future. So, <laughs> and then, and by the way, he came out and clarified that. I don't want to get back into something, but he said, when he said, I'm optimistic about the future, they're like, you mean the future with the Cubs? He's like, no, the future. <laughs> like, right. He's like, the, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. He's like, he, he's like, I still got a good couple of decades. Yeah. I think it, I'll be yeah. fine. It's just that <laughs> I don't have diabetes. So... <laughs> All right, well, uh, there's a show. Spagog. Spagog. Yeah, the Cubbies won the whole weekend. Cards placed in the standings dropped. Chicago took over first place. And the Cubbies can't be stopped. Cardinals are a half game back. Raise the W and sing We'll sweep them in St. Louis too Man, that city is boring Yadi, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Yadi, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Joe Bond, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals, John Ham don't like it. Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals, Nelly don't like it. Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals, Yachty don't like it. Sweep the Cardinals.
You're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.